Gemar and Yevam is a daf lamid ches. All the learning should be an incredible schoshidah for Yisrochayim and Devira. Tamer Tiba Bas Perachal Shomim Levi Zahavovik Ben Deli Shemin Chayav Lumi Yudis Bas Asima Malka. As well as learning should be an incredible schos for Shleimah of Shmuel Yosef Ben Yerveidish Shmuel Ben Tila Tavzim Mechlaster. Nachamim Bas Yiva Sarah Bluma Bas Amindo Chayim Moshe Yeshua Ben Malka. Bashev Afiga Bes Shirachano Besoich Shara Chayli Yisrael. Now we're holding on Lamid Zayin Amid Bees, and we're about eight lines into the white lines. The first word of line is at vishakal, and we are in the middle of discussing these numerous cases when we have a suffix ben teisha l'rishoin ben shiva l'sheni. We have a woman that got remarried before ascertaining whether she was pregnant or not. She did Ibum. And now we're not sure, is this baby that is born a full-term baby from the first husband? And the Easter that she did with the second husband was Usr, but the child is from the first husband. Or do we say now that she was over an Easter and the child that was born is from the second husband and the child's a Mamzer? The discussion that began at the end of yesterday's year was how do we deal with this with regards to the dinam of Yerusha. Because now we're going to have numerous fights because we don't know who is this baby's father. Is this child's father the first husband or is it the second husband? And now we're going to have countless cases, six or seven cases, in which we're going to center around this detail, the unknowing, the lack of knowledge of who this child is. So yesterday we began and we'll go through a few cases of the subject presentation of the Rishon and case number one was this child comes to Bezdin together with the Yavam, together with the second husband, and they're fighting over the Misna. They're fighting over the estate of the dead brother. And the child says, I am a nine-month-old baby, and therefore everything is mine. The second, the Yavam says, no, you're my child. And therefore, you don't get anything, because I got the whole inheritance. You would only get from me, but I got the whole inheritance. So we said, this is Mamun Amutu B'Safik, V'cholk, and I think I made a mistake yesterday. I said it's a one-third and two-thirds. That was a different, that's the next case, which we'll get to in a moment. Case number one, 50-50. Case Number two, now we have the Suffolk, the same child, and he's coming to Bezdin with the children of the second husband, the children of Shema and the children of the Yavam. And they're coming to divide the estate of the Yavam. The Suffolk says, Ahu Gavra bar misnahu. Whenever it says Ahu Gavra, even though that's a third person, that man, he's referring to himself. And he's saying, Ahu Gavra bar misnahu, I am his son, and all the, the entire estate is mine. And again, I, I, what did I say a second ago? They're arguing over the estate of the mace, over the mace, not of the Yavim, excuse me. The Suffolk and the children of the Yavim are arguing over the state of the first brother. So the Suffolk says, I'm a Ben Teisha, it's all mine. The Ben Yavim says, no, you're our brother. You're a seventh month old baby. You were born to our father. You are our brother. And therefore, and therefore we agree you get something because we're both inheriting from our father our uncle, but we get together. And this was the case in which we said, I divide Suffolk, and what's the din? The Suffolk automatically gets one third because the brothers are agreeing that you're our brother. They're agreeing that he gets something, so he gets one third. Again, this is assuming there's three brothers, it's the easiest case. 
And the other two-thirds is Mamana Mutablisafik, and we split that in half. The Safik gets another half, which is a third. And then the two brothers get the, the remaining half. So the two brothers then get one third, and the Safik is going to get two-thirds. This is the third case, which were which the Gemara brought down almost parenthetically, that the Safik and the Bnei Yavim Shavu Yavam Gufa. That was where I made the mistake. Here they're coming to divide the, the Yavam's property himself. Then we say, I see Raya the Safik gets nothing because very important rule in all of Dine Hamamani. So, whatever the money is, that's where it's assumed to be. You want to take away the money, you want to be mighty the money, you have to bring a Raya. So, you're coming along and you're saying you're our brother, you're a seven month old baby of the second husband. You need to bring a Raya. To that fact. And this is case number four, in which we're about to see inside. Let's just see it in the picture first. And again, the Suffolk and the children of the Yavim, they're coming to divide the property of the Yavim. Again, the second husband. Lebasar Depalag Yavim Benichzei Mista. It's getting a little confusing. The Yavim already took the estate of the dead brother, of the first brother, and now he took half of that estate, and now the Suffolk and that Yavam's children, Shimon's children, are coming to divide that property. So the Bnei Yavam, those Shimon children, what are they saying? Bring a Raya. Again, you want to get involved to bring a Raya. But the Suffolk says, whichever way you look at it, I have a claim. Why do I have a claim? If I'm your brother, if I'm a seventh month old baby, if I was born from the oven from Shimon, then what? I'm your, I'm your brother, so I get part of your father's estate. And if you're going to tell me that what? I'm Ibar Misna. I'm a nine month old baby. I'm from the first husband. Then I automatically get half. Your father wasn't allowed to take it. Your father went and took the whole estate of Reuven of the, of the, of the dead husband. How could he have done that? I'm his child. So here the suffix says, automatically Automatically, I should be getting half. And the Gemara is going to tell us this is a machlik is Rav Abba, my Rav versus Rav Yirmiya, whether we say that the earlier division that the brother, that Shimon, that the Yavam grabbed, whether he keeps it. Do we say, Kam Dina, his division stays, or do we say, Hadar Dina, we undo it. The Bnei Yavam must satisfy the claims of the Suffolk, thereby we undo the division that their father took. Or do we say, no, whatever was done is done. Now we deal only with the state of the Yavam, and therefore the Bnei Yavam can say again, Ha'amaiti mechaveirai alav harayo. So now let's go and let's read this fourth case inside the Gemara. Ten lines down. At Vishakal, the first two line, words on the line. Safik u'b'nei yavan shavalach le'b'nechzei yavam le'basar de'bala yavan after already the yavan took a state of the first brother b'nechzei misna. So b'nei yavan amri again. I see raya da'chunat. Bring a raya. Ha'moiti mechaver love a raya. You want something? Bring a raya v'shakal and you'll take. Armelu Safik and the Safik responds no manavshach i'achuna no if you agree, I'm your brother, I'm a seventh month old baby, I'm from Shemahin, then I get part of the property from you. If you're going to tell me, no, I'm a nine month old baby, I'm from the first husband, then then I should get half, because then what happened? My father was the first husband, he died, and I should have gotten half, so give it to me. So Rav Abba, 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 R
do we undo that which they did or not? Do we say, come Dina, that which was a stand? Or do we say, hadar Dina, that which the brother took goes back, and now we start again. So says the Gemara, would seem that Rav Abba and Rav Yermia are arguing in a machloikais with regarding to Admain, that's a Tana's name, and the Rabbon. And it's not, we learned in the Mishnah. Mishalak Lamdina Sayyam, Ba'abdullah Idarach, someone went to Medina Sayyam. This is a Gemara in Ksubay, someone went to Medina Sayyam, and he comes back and he realizes he used to have a road to get from the street to his house, and all of a sudden he doesn't have the road anymore. Abdullah Idarach Sadayu. Why? Because they built houses all around him, they built fields all around him. So Admain Amar Yelich Miksara, he's allowed to go, he's allowed to go and make a new shortcut straight through someone else's field. To get to his path in the middle. Buy it. You let it charge him whenever you want if he wants to make a path through your field. Or go fly through there. That's a machlekes verse advine. Versus Rabbanan. And over there in Ksubis, we dealt with this and we thought about it. And we said, the Rabbanan. According to the Rabbanan, we're saying you can charge an exorbitant amount or go fly a kite. Basically, Shabar Kamar Admin. I don't understand. Admin has a good taina. Admin says, what do you mean? Before I was able to get here, I should be able to get here now. You know what the case is. Four different people put fields around these four fields. Iyachi says the Gemara, if that's the case, my time with Admine. Now, Fakert, so now why does Admine say you let it go wherever you want? If it's four different brothers, four different brothers, four different people, each one should say go to the other one. He has no claim through each field. Either it's four people that bought from four previous people, or if Arba doesn't or four people that bought from one person. And therefore, both Admoin and the Rabbanon agree that they're able to push him off. Even Admoin says, each one could say, go, go, go somewhere else. I'm not giving you a right to do my field. There were four owners surrounding this field. Now one person bought all four fields. Admoin says, you know what? He's allowed to take a field. He's allowed to, not a field. He's allowed to make a path through. You know why? Because me there is some path that I have over here because originally it was only now you own all four fields if you want to be quiet no problem we could sell it to you you know what he says we're going to give it back to the owner and how many owners were there four different owners and are you going to be able to gain anything no because each one could push you off that's why they're abundant that you could charge as much as you want. So after developing that price, says the Gemara Perhaps what's going on over here is Rav Abba in our case. When Rav Abba said, Come Dina, that which stands, that continues, is like the Rabbanon, in which the Rabbanon are saying, Either take what you get, or we're going to redo the whole thing. Meaning, you're going to have no say. And Rav Yermia is saying, Like Admon. Says the Gemara, No, I'm the only reason there was an isolated machlaikas, because he could say, There's some path somewhere. I used to have a path. 
That's why Adboin says he gets something back. There's no time at all in our case. There's no way that he could say this son, this this Suffolk kid, he doesn't have a definite claim. For Rav Yerbelamrlach, similarly, I know Dam Rafi the Rabbanon. I go like the Rabbanon over there. The Rabbanon there only held what they held because they had the right to say either be quiet. Because it came from four original owners. And therefore, you'll lose everything. In our case, there's nothing to be said. So says the Gemara, our case indeed has absolutely nothing to do with the case from Ksubis, the Machlekes Admoin, and the Chachamim. Continues the Gemara, we're up to case number five, dealing with the Suffolk Medishal Arishan, the Shevel Hashani, different cases of Yerusha, what we do with it. So says the Gemara, seven lines down, Now, what are they coming to divide? They're coming to divide the state of the grandfather. Suffolk Amar Haikavavar Misno. You know what the Suffolk says? The Suffolk says, I'm the son of the original brother. I'm a Ben Tisha. And therefore what? And I get half of the grandfather's estate like my father would have gotten. And Yava Mama, no, at Didiat, you're my son, you're a seventh month old baby. And you get absolutely nothing. Why? Because I got the whole estate and I inherit my brother. And therefore you don't get anything. Says the Gemara, have a Vadai. The Yavam has a definite claim over here. Why? Because the Yavam for sure, either way, he's either going to get 50% of the grandfather or 100%. For Suffolk, Suffolk. The Suffolk doesn't have a definite claim. He's saying, I'm a nine-month-old baby. He doesn't really know, of course. But he was only all that sad that he would get. And therefore, in Vadai, and therefore, the Suffolk cannot take from the Vadai, and therefore, the Yavam is going to win this case. Here, let's just see this together. The Suffolk and the Yavam, the Suffolk says, I'm a Bentesha, therefore I get a half. And the Yavam says, no, you're my child and you get nothing. So it's very important that the Yavam is fighting to give him nothing. The Suffolk's only fighting for half, and therefore that's the reason why the Yavam creates the Vade, and the Suffolk is a Suffolk, being Suffolk, might see me the Vade. While we have this picture up, let's see the final and the sixth case, that the Suffolk and the, uh, excuse me, not the final, there's going to be a seventh case in a moment. Suffolk and the Bnei Yavam, they come to argue with again, but now it's with the Bnei Yavam, the children of Shimon and the Suffolk are fighting. The Suffolk says again, I am a nine-month-old baby and I get half. And the Bnei Yavam say, you're our brother. And therefore... As we've always seen when they say that you're our brother, and therefore you get something with us. Again, the table just turned. It's no longer a Suffolk and a Vadai, because the children are admitting that at most they're going to get half, that he's their brother. And on this, the Gemara is going to say, similar to what we said before, that Pashlu, that what's going to happen is they're going to go 50-50 over here. The Suffolk's going to get a third. The Bnei Yavam are going to get two-thirds. Uh, excuse me, are going to get... Let, let's let the Gemara read it. Let's let the Gemara read it. Let's go. Suffolk, Bnei Yavam, Jabal, Akhla, Menech, Saisava, Suffolk, Gemara, Huka, Avra, Bar Misnu, I'm a nine-month-old baby, Yubalka, Didiu, and I get 50%. Bnei Yavam, Amri, Achunat, you're our brother. Umenoso, Yislech, Ba'adon, if you get something with us. So all admitting that the Suffolk gets something, which is going to be the reason why we're going to have to have this complicated division. Says the Gemara, what do we do? Pal the brothers are admitting that the Suffolk gets something. And therefore, what happens is, 
And the opposite. The suffix is admitting that the brothers get something. He's at most a 50% shareholder. So the brothers take half. That's one half. Tilsa, now we have a third to come delay. The opposite. Now a third that the brothers are admitting goes to the suffix. He gets shakal he takes. So Pashlu Danka, now there's only a six left over. And therefore you're going to split it. Before we see that picture, let's just read the seventh and eighth cases. The grandfather Yavam come to the fight over the case, the suffix property. Now we want to know what happens later in life, hopefully. The suffix is nifter. Who divides him? Here you have the case on the right side. You see that the Bnei Yavam. Palga, the Kamadu Shalki, they get the first half. The Suffolk admitted that at most, he's a 50% shareholder. So the first 50% right away goes to the children of the Yavam. Now the Yavam admitted to the Suffolk that he gets something. So that's going to be one third. That's going to be one third. As we're seeing here, it's split up into six. Two six is going to be one third. And the final six is Mamana Mutaba Suffolk. And Mamana Mutaba Suffolk is going to be Chalkim. Says the Mishnah. Shaymeres Yavam Shinavla Nechasim. Now we have a case of a Shaymeres Yavam. A woman that is awaiting Yibam. And what happens if in that status, we've spoken about her many times. This was the discussion with us. Remind yourself back in the day about yesh zika ain zika what is the status of the woman while she awaits yibam so now we're going to see another application while she's awaiting yibam what happens is naflu lav nechasim she inherits her own father is nifter and she inherits properties what is the status of those properties in relation to her future husband the yavam that is awaiting to do yibam so in this case of course the Maidim is difficult this has to this is Backing off of the original Makar of this Gemara, which is the Gemara in Subis, in which Meshame and Beisil have a Machlaikis, but in this case they admit, Shamaycharas Venaisanes Vekayom. That she is allowed to do whatever she wants with that property. Mesa, if she dies before she gets a chance to Yibam, she is nifter. Now what? What happens with her Ksuba? And of course, we have all the properties that she takes into the marriage with her. So who inherits her? What do we view her with regard to inheritance with regard to the Yibam? The Yarshim of the husband divide with the Yarshim of the father. But Basil says no. Says Basilel. Basil Aimrim. <coughs> we just point out. <coughs> excuse me. We just point out that when the Mishnah is saying the Yarshim of the Av. That means her own Yarshim. All the properties remain in their original Chazaka, whoever has them currently. In her Yarshim's estate. If she got married, the Yavam did Yibam to her. As we've seen many times. But the original Ksuba, her original husband's estate, has to pay for. It is running late, but let's take a moment and see the pictures, which of course always adds an incredible level of clarity, davachayim.org.
Absolutely amazing. Here you have, of course, Reuben and Shimon. Shimon is married to Rachel. Shimon dies. What is the status with Rachel with regard to Reuben after Rachel's own father dies and she inherits property from her father? So in this case, we said, Mechairus and his sons, the Kaim, to do what she wants. Mesa, what happens if she dies? What happens with her Ksuba? What happens with her properties? Beishama, he said, Yachloku, her Yarshim, which we call the Yarshiab, with the husband's Ruvain's Yarshim. Basil says, no, the Nechassim stay where they are. Ksuba is in the husband's, and the Nechassim are with her. <coughs> ah, excuse me. Shemeris Yavam. Excuse me, that's the cash of the Gemara. Well, just once we have the picture open in front of us, the Gemara is going to wonder. I don't understand why in the Reisha, when we said that the properties fell, we said, Beishamay, Beisil, both admit she can do what she wants. But in the Seifa, we asked what happens with her own Suba, with her own properties. That we said, it's a Machlekes, Beishamay, Beisil. Maishna Reisha, Deloy, Bligi, Maishna, Seifa, Debligi. Says the Gemara, Maishna Reisha, Deloy, Bligi, Maishna, Seifa, Debligi, Amarula. Teretz number one of... Many to roots him. Reisha did not like she arusa. This heaven did not like she nesua. And the Reisha, she didn't fully consummate the marriage yet. She's only in arusa, and therefore I should say that better. Excuse me. Her original marriage was only in a marriage of Erisin. She never consummated that original marriage. Whereas the Seifa is referring to when there was an Isua. So again, if there was only Erisin, then what happens with her own properties that her old father died? Everyone agrees. She could do whatever she wants. If she didn't Isua already, that's going to be the Machlaikas. Look at Rashi for one moment. She fell to Yibam not from the Isua in her Original marriage was only a marriage of Eris in stage A. Now while she's awaiting Yibam, Yibam from Erusin, that's when Beishami Bezil admit that she has full control over her, her estate. The Seifa is when she already did Nisuin. Now let's look at one more Rashi. Hilkach says Rashi. Very simply, that because they're not fully, she's never fully married, she retains the rights to that which falls to her. Says the Gemara, Says the Gemara, you know what we see from here? What does Ula hold with regard to the Zika from a Safek? Excuse me, of Arusa or Nesua, that the Zika of an Arusa creates a Safek? The Zika of a Nisua, I says, Suffolk Nisua. And the Gemara now explains, Zika Arusa, when she only had Eris into the first husband. So now her attachment, again, the Zika is the attachment between the brother and her. That attachment, when she fell from Eris in, I says, Suffolk Arusa makes her a Suffolk. That what? Because if she was a full fledged Arusa, of course not. 
Yeah, if she's a regular Arusa, why would be tell me mind about It's the from the fact that both Beishami and Beishil, particularly Beishil over here, is masking that she can sell the estate must be why Zika's Arusa Oise Safek Arusa stage number A doesn't make her Avade Arusa because Avade Arusa is a machlaik as whether she can sell her estate that she inherits from her father it makes her a Safek and that's why Beishil says she can sell it Zika's Nisua he says Safek Nisua and what does that teach us these you know what the reason is? Because if it's the truth that she becomes a full fledged Nisua via the Zika, would Beishamay say what they said in the safe was Machlaik is Beishamay Beisil? What did Beishamay say? Beishamay said they divided her Yarshim with their husband's Yarshim. Says the Gemara, but that's not true either. But we learned in a Mishnah, Naflu Another Mishnah in Ksubis. If a property is felt or after Niseis, after Nisuin, that if they sold it, then you're mighty in front of Lekuchais. What do we see? We see that Bishameh holds that the husband does have rights once there is Nisuin. So from the fact in our Mishnah, what did the Mishnah teach us? The Mishnah taught us that Yachloiku, it's 50-50, it's not fully in control of the husband's estate. Elishmami knows because Nisua is suffering Nisua. So part A, Ula's way of explaining the discrepancy between the Rasha and the Seifa, Rasha no Machlaikas, Seifa yes Machlaikas. The Rasha was a irisin to the original husband, the Seifa was Nisun. The ratio was Eris, its original husband, and the Zika of that creates a suffix, and that's why Basil is mighty, she can do what she wants. The Seifa was a Zika from Nisuin, which creates a suffix Nisuin, and that's why Beishame holds that it will be Yach like who? Omar le Rabba asks Rabba Ademivlik begufa lachar misa. Why in the Mishnah? Did the Mishnah, the second half of the Mishnah, argue <coughs> about? Gufa will achar misa. We argue about her herself, and after what's the status of the properties? After she dies, live like Ubechayel, Ulebeiros. If the way that you just explained that we're dealing with a Nisuin of a Suffolk Nisuin in the Seva, why don't we argue while she is alive? And what is the status of the payrise of the produce from any property of her? And therefore, Rabbi says, you are wrong. It can't be that the, the, the difference between the Rish and the Seifa is whether it's Erisin or Nisuin. Elam Rabbi, Pshat number two, a completely new understanding how to learn the Mishnah. The entire Mishnah is talking about that she did Nisuin to the first husband. And the case of the Zika, the connection of an Nisuin says, Rabbah, just like Ula, creates a suffix Nisua. But now we have the Kasha. Why in the Reisha to Basil Maida and the Seifa to Machlik is Beisham Basil? Explains Rabbah. Reisha, the Ihi Kaima. What's the case of the Reisha? She's alive and therefore she inherits from her father. Havle Ihi Vadai Inu Safek. She is a Vadai. Whereas the husband, the Yavam's Yarshim, they're considered a 
suffolk. And therefore the rule is, Whereas in the Seba, the Mesa, again, the case of the Seba is where she is Nifter. So no longer is it a Vadai. So her Yarshim come to inherit. Her husband, the Yavam's Yarshim come to inherit. We have two people trying to grab hold of a property and they're both at the same level of suffolk. Like you, and therefore it's going to be a division. So explains Rabba the difference between Reisha and Seifa is whether they're both a case of Nisuin. There are different cases. In the Reisha she is alive. In the Seifa she is no longer alive. But Eisei Abayi says Abayi is a problem. Based on what you just said, you know what comes out. You just told me that the reason in the Reisha is why? Because she is a Vaday. The Yarshim are a Suffolk. And the Yarshim can't take away from her. Ask the Gemara but is that true? Ulu Beishamai ain't something might be devadai. But Beishamai holds that a something does not take away from a vadai. Beishamai holds, does Beishamai agree to this rule that a suffix does not take away from a vadai? Fatinan, we learned in a Mishnah, we have a house that claps on a person and his father, Allah claps on him, or on one of the ones who inherits him, and then the son has to, had to have been ksuba, and their debtors, v'yarshay, now we have a fight, those who inherit the father say, haben me First the son died and then the father died. What's the kasha? I know we didn't explain the case. We're running out of time. What's the kasha? We all know the cloud of Ain Safik Says the Gemara, Beishamai disagrees. Beishamai does not hold of that cloud. Beishamay holds a suffix could take away from Eivadai answers the Gemara Kasavri Beishamai Shtar Oimeligbois Kigavoy Dami and because it's a star, it's not a suffix taken away from the Vadai. The suffix has a star, and since the suffix has a star, that's the reason why the suffix wins, not because suffix wants to be Vadai. And we'll pick it up from here tomorrow. But let's just show very, very quickly. This is Ula Seretz that the Reisha is enough like Shia Rusa, Seifla is enough like Shia in the Sua that was Terrace number one of the Gemara, Terrace number two was. The Reisha, she's alive. Therefore, she's a Vadai. The Seifa, she is no longer with us. And the Gemara is explaining that Beishamai could concur. There is no Kasha because there's a star. That's why that case is different. We'll pick it up from there. The next year.